You're listening to Kickin' the Panties, your weekly motivational podcast for getting unstuck, recommitted, or newly engaged in a life worth living. Season 2. This one's about love. I'm Becca Kelly, mama extraordinaire and badass boss lady. And I'm Carol, dating coach with a brand new YouTube channel, Ask Carol and Ashley. Are you ready for a swift kick in the panties? (laughs) Dating duds in the digital era. There's a lot of duds out there. Oh my God, you are not lying when you say that. (laughs) (laughs) How much experience do you have personally dating online? Not a lot. I made a profile for match.com uh just for like for fun and like a lot of the responses i got were from old men sugar Mm -hmm. daddies and maybe my profile at the time was like what's up with a sugar daddy i don't know (laughs) it could have been i wouldn't put it past myself um because they were all like the guy who i remember the most was like this old white guy and he wanted to fly me to vegas mind you i was in philadelphia for anyone who's for anyone who's listening keeping track (laughs) Um, yeah, anyone who's keeping track. I was in Philadelphia. He was like, come, I'll fly you to Vegas or whatever. And I was like, this man is going to kidnap the fuck out of me. I will be in <laughs> one of those sex slave stories. Oh, my God. So I didn't go through with it. But that's, yeah, that was the extent of my internet dating. Yeah, I really haven't done much of it either. And so maybe that um, makes us uniquely positioned to not give advice on this topic. But I will say (laughs) that because we both know so many people and have been watching and interacting with all of our friends going through it, I think there is some value to like an outsider perspective, don't you think? I think that too. And also dating online, there's it is different than just, it's a different way to meet people, but as far as the actual dating aspect, it's pretty much the same as if you would have met someone on the street, as long as you do it in a certain way. Like if you, like if you meet someone day of and are like, let's meet right now, that's probably not how you would meet someone on the street. You get to know them a little bit first, but as far as like the actual dating, it's a lot of the same advice if you were just, if you just found someone in a, in a club, basically. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, okay. So we have three tips each for this and we're just going to run right through it. I mean, it's not a topic that is so, so, so deep that we had to think about it, you know, for (laughs) forever and ever. There's no, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's like underlying psychology of the digital dater. I know, but you know what? I do think there is like this, this privilege of looking on it from this side of things because it seems to me that people make the same mistakes over and over and over again. When I hear my friends complaining, my single mm-hmm. friends that are out looking, like it does seem like the same problems. And maybe I'm, you know, maybe we're oversimplifying it by just saying, make these adjustments and you'll be a little bit happier. But I really do think maybe you would be. So let's, let's go through it. Let's get into it. Okay. So my first, uh, my first tip would be to talk a little bit before you actually set the date up and meet someone in real life. Is it IRL? IRL, yeah. That's the, that's the in real life little lingo yeah (laughs) very cool but anyway talk a little bit before you actually meet someone in real life because I had a friend like we said we're kind of taking our friends experiences and learning from them I had a friend who would meet guys all the time and just set up a date for like ASAP like as soon as it's convenient and she would actually end up going on a lot of dates that she set up Like, that day. Like, she matched with someone that day. They, like, had a message or two and, like, oh, are you going to be downtown? Oh, I'm going to be downtown. Oh, let's get a drink here. And she found herself going on so many first dates 
and just never even getting a second date. And I think it's because neither person had anything invested. If you can just meet someone right then and there, then it's kind of like, uh, all right. And you find one flaw and you're like, fuck this person. Like, you, cause you easy come, easy go kind of. Yeah. So when you take the time to kind of text a little bit, maybe just for a, a couple days or a week, just give them a phone call, hear their voice, see if they're like super weird or awkward on the phone. Like you might not be able to have a real conversation with them in person or they say something really left field or you hear something weird in the background. A phone call can tell you a lot Yeah, that a dating profile cannot tell you. And I, I know, know a lot of people. I was going to say millennials are scared of the phone. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I know a lot of people are scared to actually just speak to someone on the phone and call someone. Um, But it's a great way to get information. Even if you just want to text them. I know a lot of millennials. I mean, we're technically millennials, but we're on the, like, older side. Barely. Um, They feel more comfortable texting. And you can text back and forth, but it's a lot of miscommunication that can happen through text. You can say something in a certain way and people take it as a different tone than what you meant it as. And it could be a lot of like miscommunication. I think just like a phone call and then like a follow up text. It's just doing that will get you ahead of the game and whether you like this person or not, because you already kind of have some sort of like history or vibe or whatever yeah. when you meet them and you'll be a little bit more excited to meet them than just being like oh you can meet right now oh great yeah. and having a drink with them and being like oh they have a scuff on their shoe that probably means they don't take care of themselves <laughs> uh next you well know? i think too like there's something to you know the dynamics of conversation like you meet someone that you can kind of like throw the ball back and forth with really easily mm-hmm. that's exciting and right. you know not everyone is great on the phone so you know if, if there's a lot of other redeeming qualities and the phone conversation goes badly you might still want to you know you might still decide to meet them but yeah. i do think when there is that little chemistry like it, it would be present in an initial conversation if someone can make you laugh you know then they're worth meeting for sure yeah exactly all right so yes so that's the first one talk a little before you meet my second tip is do not give everybody a chance and I know that a lot of times even when you're just dating uh I don't know the normal the traditional way I should say um this still applies that just because you see someone that looks like they're good if you're getting all these signals that they're not like for instance you're 27 years old and you want to settle down you're looking for someone to marry and you find a 23 year old like they're super hot online and they're like talking about going out with their friends and all their pictures of them like chugging beers and being wasted and like you're just getting all these vibes and they're like oh I'm just looking for someone to have fun with don't just say oh well I might as well give them a chance right because you already see the signs. You already catch the vibe. You already know that this is probably not going to pan out. Yeah, you're lying so to yourself at that point. You're just like, it, I'm just exactly. going to throw this round peg into this square hole because <laughs> I would like to sit across from this person at dinner. <laughs> right, exactly. But then when it doesn't work out, then you're like, then you feel bad about yourself. So right. it's 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 no good. So I think that don't be afraid to just be like, okay, even though he's hot as fuck and has a six pack, He clearly said in his profile that his favorite quote from a movie is, I'm Buck and I'm here to fuck. Right, exactly. (laughs) Now, can can you switch it too? Because especially for women as well, like you're looking at her profile, you think she's a little hottie and Mm -hmm. there's no substance there or everything she's saying is something you don't agree with. She's a twerk video. Yeah, just (laughs) 
skip on to the next. <laughs> yeah. So don't be afraid to just be like, you know what? No, 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 no. Even if they look really good in their picture, just don't be afraid to le- to read the signs and make a rejection before you even have to meet them on a date. Yep. And my third uh, tip would be to be real about who you are and what you want. And again, this is something that people get caught up in in traditional dating as well, is that they try to fit uh, a mold to be someone else so the person across from them will like them. Or, you know, you might even be pretending on your profile and saying that you love the outdoors or have a picture of yourself hiking, even though you hate bugs, you hate mosquitoes, you hate being in the woods. Right. And like, but you're just trying to attract someone and you think that's something popular or, you know, cool to say or like you're health conscious or all these things that you're really not just to try to get someone in the door and then try to make them like this fake person who's not really you. So um, don't be afraid to be who you are and repel the people who you're not supposed to be with, because if you're really someone who likes to, I don't know, read books on a Saturday night and is a homebody or whatever, then don't try to make yourself fit with someone who is going to be trying to drag you out to go places all the time and you're going to have like a conflict. Right. So don't be afraid to, you want to attract the people who are for you, but you also want to repel the people who are not. So be as honest as you possibly can in your profile. When you're doing your little screen call, be honest about, you know, I don't know, what are common things people lie about? Where they live. My God, everything. How old they are. People lie about everything. No, not that stuff. People lie about everything. What they want, you know? Like, I feel like what happens more more often than not is people are just afraid to really cop to what they want. You know, if they meet someone and everything's going really well and, like, you're three months in and then all of a sudden one day the person says, oh, I hate children. And you're like, oh, I always thought I would have kids, but now I'm really into this person and... I guess I don't want kids now, you know, but if you're really, if you have self-confidence and you really have thought a lot about what you actually do want, that's something you just got to face up to, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Because it it doesn't make any sense to try to, I, I think we do this a lot, men, women, everybody that we, we meet someone, we have a little chemistry or they made us laugh a couple times or they look really good. And then just based off a couple little things that you're like, wow, I like this person. Then you start trying to mold yourself into someone that you think they'll like. So you omit, omit all the things that you about your life that you think they would be like, oh, what? Right. You do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but it's then not you try sustainable. To play up- right, exactly. They'll learn about so- you eventually. It will come out. Ex- yeah. Being confident about who you are will allow you to get rid of duds a lot quicker. You can just be like, next, next, yes. nope, 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 not you, not you, not you. And take back your back your power as the person who is doing the choosing and not someone who is just waiting to be chosen. Right. That's really smart. And I think, you know, at an earlier episode, you said that um, one thing that you would advise to people that are dating is to have some questions ready, like in the initial couple of dates that can sort of get these answers. So you don't have to be like, you know, do you want children or do you, are you going to live in San Francisco for the rest of your life? Or, you know, like you don't have to ask those questions and and be really pushy or or like, do you, do you want to get married? Like that, that could turn someone off, but you might just say, Mm -hmm. where do you see yourself in five years? 
you know, that's a really right. open-ended question that you could ask or like, you know, are you close with your parents? Like when they get older, you know, do you see yourself like wanting to be near them? And, you know, just those are questions that are yeah. sort of like get to know you type questions that will also give you a lot of information about right. how serious this person is about, you know, the future um, and and whether exactly. they've thought of their plans for the future and if they have, you know, whether or not like a you personally could fit into that, you know? I think that um, the way you go about asking those questions, like Becca said, like instead of being like, do you want to get married? Do you want children? How many children do you want? Where do you see yourself living? Because then it sounds like an interrogation and it, that does turn people off. Even if they are someone who wants to get married, no one wants to hear that in the first 20 minutes of meeting someone. Mm -hmm. So direct the question more to their values. Like, do they value family? Like, if think about your values and then try to see if your values match up because that's really how you find a good match is someone who values the same things that you do. So you can ask them questions about their family. You can ask them questions about like what kind of things they like, like if they like going out all the time or if they like staying in more or did they, are they set, are they going out less than they used to when they were younger? You know what I mean? Like signs, ask them questions that are kind of around settling down so you can see at least where their mind is at without having to ask those direct questions just yet. Or even offering information about yourself, you know, oh, right. I have two sisters that I'm really close to. Do you have any siblings that you're close to? Or, you know, I, I grew up in this city and I'm, really close with my parents. So, you know, this is kind of where I want to stay. Like, obviously you ask, where are you from? You know, where do you want to, you know, like, where do you see yourself? And I think really honestly, like if this episode is about weeding out duds, um, I do think that if you meet someone that's really put off by any questions about the future, mm -hmm. they're not ready to be in a serious relationship, right. you know, in some right. ways, like you do have to kind of be willing to think about what's coming up for you to think about how someone's going to fit in your life. So I yeah, think that that's absolutely. good. All yeah, right. I think that's a great tip too, to talk about yourself before you ask them the question, because, you know, when someone sees that you're vulnerable, they're more willing to be vulnerable. And that's kind of what dating is. It's like shedding more and more skin of the onion and being more and more vulnerable. So showing your vulnerability and being like, even if it's something small like Becca said like I have two sisters that I'm really close with that's not something super vulnerable but it's something more personal that you can get as deep into as you'd like and the deeper you get into something and the more you reveal about yourself the more the person is going to want to reveal about themselves and if they don't like Becca said that's a bad sign yeah that's a very bad sign okay so um here are my tips quick number one um I really think this is important about figuring out what your boundaries around sex are and then really mm -hmm. adhering to this a little bit better. So I think that you can get caught up in a moment and, you know, you can decide to go to bed with someone. And I definitely not judgmental at all about people who want to go early or who get, you know, excited or have a great date and then want to end by sleeping together, like more power to you. But I do mm -hmm. think if you're out there trying to specifically like weed out duds and find someone serious, um, bringing yourself a, a little bit of space around having sex with someone is probably a good idea. And I think anybody that balks at like one, it doesn't have to be like, oh, this has to be six dates or it has to be 30 days, you know, yeah, but just no. to say on the outset, like, you know, just so you know, um, I'm not the type of person that wants to, you know, start having sex right away. Like I'd, I'd rather date and kind of get to know you and 
before we get intimate, like, I just want to see where, what it's like to be around you. Anyone that's going right. to be like, ugh, about that is a jerk. Yeah. It's and not so the person you want to be with. Exactly. And I think that there's a lot of people online, especially that are able to pretend like they're looking for something serious when really all they're looking for is sex. And if that's not where you're at right now, then I would, you know, maybe take sex off the table for a little bit. Yeah. Because sex can confuse things so easily. Someone that you meet and had some chemistry with and ended up having sex with all of a sudden, it's not just someone that you thought was cute and funny. Now it's like, Oh, well, I wonder what our second date's going to be like. I wonder, I wonder, you know, he lives in a great neighborhood. I wonder if I would move into his apartment or if he would move into mine. Like, especially if the sex is good, all of a sudden you're just like, oh, who cares about all these terrible qualities that he's showing? You will start. She's showing me like, I just want to be in bed with them all day long. And, you know, it can bring you to this space of like, you know, being stupid about the choices you're making. Um, Right. And so I think like getting, you know, having your head right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As you're dating is a good way to be able to tell, you know, whether or not someone's going to be a viable option before you start making those choices with them. And just a caveat to this, don't let the fact that a guy or a girl, whatever, is trying to sleep with you offend you. Because I know a lot of, especially girls, uh, get offended when a guy tries, but guys are going to try. Yeah. And it it does suck. Me and Becca were kind of talking about this a little earlier. It does suck for the woman to have to almost be in the position of like the gatekeeper. Yeah. You're the one that makes the decision, but oftentimes that's just how it is because guys are less, I don't know, discerning about who they want to have sex well, that's, with. Yeah. That's the stereotype, you know, for good reason. Well, for sure. Well, yeah, I was going to say for good reason, because a guy will try to have sex with someone that they have no, that they hate. They could literally hate the person. <laughs> You know what I mean? And just yeah. want to have sex with them just like for some sort of like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. That's why I fucked you. Shut up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, You're so. off topic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't be offended they try, but just hold it down. Yeah. But ju- if and if they, and like, like if they try and then they're dicks about you saying no, then that. Yeah. You, that's the thing. Don't see them again. You right. know, that's, that's the real test. If they're dicks, if they're like trying to pressure you. In any kind of way. And it's so funny because when guys actually take no for a no, it's like such a magical thing. It's hot. Like when, when you say no the first time and a guy just stops trying, it yeah. almost makes you be like, well, should I have fucked you? <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that, we are that's really a hot tip now. for guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, exactly. So my second tip would be, you know, you, and this is, this is going to be a hit or miss. For some people, this will work great. For some people, not so much. But I think treat, treat finding your match kind of like a job search. So, you know, when you're looking for a job, you're like, you know, scouring whatever Indeed or used to be the paper or whatever. You know, you're, you're really open to lots of different paper. things. Remember I know, that? right? Oh, my God. I don't even know how you find a job anymore. How do you find a job? Craigslist? No. Online? Craigslist, Online, whatever. Indeed. Okay, same yeah. thing, online. But my point is, when you need a job, you're like, open to a lot of different situations. You're like, well, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. When you're looking for a mate, all of a sudden you're now, you're not so open, you know? And I think when you're going on job interviews, you don't have an expectation that you're going to walk into every job interview and get the job. You have to meet meets for it. You have to be the type of person that's going to fit well with the staff. Everybody has to like you. You have to like them has to be the right fit for you has to be the right fit for them. And so I think taking some of the emotion out of dating a little bit, um, will help people. I think one problem that people get into is that every time they're going to go meet someone, they have this like 
expectation. Like, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? You know, and going with that and then it not being the one, you end up feeling really disappointed. Or when you meet someone you like that, you know, doesn't feel the same way about you, all of a sudden, you know, this is like a referendum on your self-worth where in a job situation, you would just think, oh, well, there was a lot of applicants and, you know, someone beat me out. It's not a big deal. I'll just go to the next job interview. And so I think treating dating a little bit more like that. Yeah, I agree. Take the emotion out of it a little bit because like Becca said, people, we do get caught up. I think all of us have probably been guilty of this going on a date. And even if the, even if it's like you might not even had have had those expectations like this is going to be the person I'm going to marry. But if you go on a date, a first date and the guy makes you laugh and they're cute, it's really easy to fall into like, oh, my gosh, he's so funny. Right. He's so great. Right. Like he took me here. I can't believe it. And you just start like playing up all these things like he's not that great. He just made you laugh. You know what I mean? Like he's not that great. He just paid for an expensive dinner. You know what I mean? Like I think that we we when we go into it with all these expectations that we put people on pedestals that don't deserve to be there. So I think that you have to remember that you're looking for someone who's going to be a fit for you and you're not trying to find someone that you're trying to fit with. Yeah. Exactly. And I, and I do think the same way, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't just apply to one job. You know, you need a job. You're not going to apply to one job and be like, well, I really hope that works out. You know, like you would apply to many jobs. And so just the same way, you know, date a lot, date a lot of different types of people. You know, if you're going out with someone on Friday and it goes well and you had something set up for Sunday or Monday, still go on that date on Monday, you know, so that the pressure isn't all on this thing that happened on Friday, even if it did go well. And I think that that's kind of a smart way to approach it. Yeah, I think that's a really good day. Yeah, and this bleeds right into my third point, which is to really try to not let rejection derail you. So, you know, Mm -hmm. try not to make someone not calling you back about your self-worth, but just about it not being the fit, like you mentioned. You know, I'm not a fit for you. You're not a fit for me. Like, think of how many awesome people you've met in your life that you didn't want to date or how many people you've dated that you didn't want to marry. I mean, it's just something that that happens, like, and it's going to happen to you and you're going to do it to other people. And I think the more you date... And the less you can be like so emotionally attached to every interaction, you can sort of take that in stride and just go, oh, it wasn't a fit. But, you know, if I, if I stay out there, eventually I will be a, a fit for someone. And especially, you know, if you go out with someone and they treat you badly, that is never a reflection of you. It is absolutely a reflection of them. And you can't, right. you know, you can't harp on that. You just got to keep it moving. Yeah, that's so d- you true. know, dickheads like- be dickheads. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> true it's true yeah exactly because it's like like i was saying before people try to you try to mold yourself you try, you find yourself trying to mold yourself into something you're not or you start wondering like what did i do at the date that he didn't like me like what am i doing what right. am i doing wrong what am exactly. i doing wrong and you have to remember that if you don't if someone doesn't fit with you if they don't think you're a fit then you guys aren't a fit like you can't think of it like this guy was so great for me and I don't understand why he's not calling me back. It's because he's not so great for you. That's right. why. <laughs> That's exactly it. He's not because he's not because he's not great yeah, for you. <laughs> like exactly. So if a guy is not responding in the way that you wish he would, then he's not the guy for you. Right. So yes, totally. Okay, well, that's that. So um, hit us up on Instagram. Let us know what you think about that. Give us your thoughts. Um, if you have other tips that have worked for you or other things you know that are going wrong, shout out. And if you want well, us to write your dating profiles, we're up for it. Oh, my God. Sure, <laughs> sure. 
Um, we do have a <laughs> Q&A kidding, for guys. next week. So Nancy wrote in and wanted us to talk about life transitions. So, you know, how do you survive big life transitions? Babies, moves, new jobs, etc. So we will be tackling that next week for you, Nancy. Thanks so much for listening and thanks for writing in. Right. And if you guys would also like to write us in a question, you can always do so by DMing us or leaving us a comment on Instagram at Kick in the Panties, or you can visit our website in the right us button and our website is kickinthepanties.com please like and share this episode with any of your friends who are currently trying to weed out the duds the frogs and find their prince let them hear this episode and be like girl what you need to do is stop looking for them to like you and look for you to like them right exactly exactly all right perfect well for this week this has been carolyn and becca saying There is something more and you are not out of time, girl. Kicking the panties. Get that profile popping. (laughs) Girl, get that profile popping. Okay.